Brilliant. Can I just encourage you with the child sponsorship, there's also a bookmark. And this is to pray for the pastor who's currently working in the church where the preschool is. Her name is Reza. And on the back, there's a prayer every day. Please support her with your prayers. She's left Manila. She's moved to Quran. So she is a missionary. And she's working in the church that we've planted. Amen. So please support our pastor. Okay. One of the things that I really, really enjoy when I read my Bible, particularly in the gospel, is how simple Jesus taught. He just spoke a story, gave some pictures, and there was real profound truth there. And that's really the opposite of where the Sadducees and the Pharisees were. They were also religious people, and they were just endless debates and arguments and rules and regulations. And Jesus came and he just said, here's a story. This is the truth. And this morning, I'm not here to wow you with information. I'm not here to tax your brains. What I want to present this morning is a picture that I believe God has given me for the church. And this picture is three uh, trees. And these trees represent growth. They're sort of different stages of where people are within the church. And this comes off the back of the Build and the Belong series that we've been doing. So the Build series was all about discipleship, you know, getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, knowing your gifts and your callings, and the Belong. So in part of this family, we are the family of God. And when we're in a family, we all have a role to play, don't we? Yeah, so Mark and Kathy say, yeah, we all have a role to play, don't we? Yay, brilliant. So uh, my main scripture, if I could have the presentation, please, is based on Psalm chapter 1 and verse 3. And I'd like us to read this together. Okay, so let's start. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Amen. What a beautiful picture. This is where God wants our life to be. He wants us to be by the streams. We've got plenty of water to nourish our roots and to produce the fruit. He, he wants our leaf to always to be green and fresh and not withered. And whatever we do, he wants us to prosper. That is lovely. That is where God wants us to be. Amen? Now, I want to just put a bit of a but in there. What this verse is not saying is that your life will be easy. So God wants us to prosper. God wants us to have plenty of water, plenty of leaf, plenty of fruit. But it's not going to be a bed of roses. Amen. It's going to be difficult. John 16, 33, it says, in this world you will have trouble, and some versions say sorrow. So expect plenty of trouble and sorrow coming your way, because we're to be in the world, but not of the world. But then that verse goes on to say, take heart, for I have overcome the world. So God wants us to grow. But we grow through our troubles and our trials and our tribulations, our sickness, our disease. Amen? And so, how do we grow? There are three trees, if we can have the next slide. 
We have the fruit tree, lots of different fruits, as you can see. And that is the mature tree. Only a mature tree has fruit. And the next one, this is a tree that is growing. It's just got leaves on it. Now, that's a good thing, okay, because you've got to grow, haven't you? But the warning for this is don't stay at this stage. God wants fruit. And the final tree, it says nothing on it. It's dormant. Now, it can be dormant for two reasons. Maybe you're just in a season of winter where you need to have some rest, where you need to prepare for the next stage. Or maybe you're in this room and your life is dormant because you feel something has happened in your life, something like a disaster has happened and you feel that you're just cut off from God, that there is no life there. But I want you to take hope because with God, nothing is impossible. And growth, no matter where you are, if I can have the next slide, whether you're the dormant tree, whether you're the sort of the newish tree where you're growing, there's some leaves, whether you're the mature tree, life is always about a cycle and we move from one stage to the next. If I could have the next slide. So this is like a growth cycle. You might feel you're the little seed under the ground. Life is dark and there's nothing. You might feel that you've just made a little show through and that you're just beginning to bud. Or you might feel that you're blossoming. And then you might feel that you're actually the mature one, that you've actually produced some fruit and in the fruit of the seeds and the cycle starts again. But wherever you are, which, whichever plant, if I can go for the next one, please. John 15, verse 8. Wherever you are, this is God's plan. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Say to your neighbor, the plan is to produce fruit. So no matter where you are today, God wants you to produce fruit. Okay, keep those slides rolling, please. So, where are we going to start? We're going to start with a mature tree. That's where God wants us. How do we become mature? The first thing is we've got to abide in Christ. If you abide in me and I abide in you, you will bear much fruit, John 15 says. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. And that's so true, isn't it? Without God in our life, what can we do? We can't do anything. Everything is generated from God. It is, God is like the sap, and the sap is the life of the tree. And as we yield to God, the sap rises and we can produce fruit. And so abiding is really all about surrendering your life to Christ. Surrender takes trust. Trust is based on how well you know somebody. So I'm encouraging you today, get to know God more, get to trust him more, because when you trust him, you can lay down your life. Then no matter what happens, no matter what trouble comes your way, whether it's financial, whether it's sickness, maybe you, your home, you haven't got one to actually live in, maybe you don't have a job, whatever issue You've, you've got, God is going to be there for you. He's going to provide. He's going to make a way. 
James 1, verse 2 to 4. If you've got a Bible, can you just turn to James or go to your app, whichever? James 1, chapter 2 to 4. Are we all there? It says this, consider it pure joy. Say to your neighbor, pure joy. Pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. So, trials and tribulations. We're in the world, we're not of the world. There are going to be trials and tribulations, and we are to go through them. Now, we're not to deny them. We're not to just go around smiling all the time. We have to be real. We've got emotions. But, you know, trouble is there to strengthen you. And if you can surrender your life to God, when you abide in him and you trust him and you surrender your life to God... He will carry you through the storms of life. So at the end of the storm, you come out stronger, not weaker. And that's what God wants. Because there are storms. The storms will come. We can't stop the storms. But God will be with us and he will carry us through. And we will come through stronger. And the more that we have... The more we will persevere, and if we can persevere, we will be mature. Okay? Next one, fulfill the Great Commission. Somebody who is a mature Christian understands that God has put them here on earth for his purpose, not their purpose. And that purpose is to share the gospel. We've got the good news in us. The seed of Christ is in us. And God wants us to share that with other people. How did you become a Christian? Did somebody share it with you? That's how we become Christian, isn't it? Somebody starts to share a testimony or you see in their way of life that something is completely different and then God just puts that revelation of who he is into your life and you become a Christian. So all of us here, we need to engage with this great commission. God has called us to be part of it. And it says, go. Go and make disciples, baptize them, teach them to obey all my commandments. Now, when we say this, a lot of people think, oh, well, that means I have to go on the mission field. Now, I don't want to put that down because Paul Hudson's here, and he's the director of Elim Mission, so I want to encourage people to go on the mission field. But what I will say is this, your mission field can be a lot closer than what you think. Your children are your mission field. Your family is your mission field. Your workplace is your mission field. So we don't actually have to go very far in order to be light and salt, in order to share what God has done in our lives with others, in order to teach people how to live. Amen? It's very quiet in the house of God today. (laughs) It's very, very quiet. Right, the final thing. A mature Christian is characterized by love. And this is where the belong teaching has also come in. We are a family. 
We're meant to love each other as a family, and we're meant to be there for one another. No man has greater love than to lay down his life for his friends, and that's what God wants us to become. But if you can just turn to 1 Corinthians. Let's have a read about love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 8. This is what God wants us to become. And when God is part of our life, when he is our life sap, this is how he transforms us. It says that love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it's not rude, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. When we have the love of Christ in our life, and we're doing that love, not just speaking the love, because love is an action, it's not a word, people will know that we belong to God. Because it's by your fruit, Jesus says, that you will know them. And if we've got our fruit as love, then people will know that we are children of God and they will hopefully see that what we have is a good thing and they want it too. Amen? So that's the maturing tree. This is, we want to be abiding in Christ, trusting in him and learning through our problems and our trials, persevering, growing mature. We are going to be fulfilling the Great Commission from home, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, then to the outer ends of the earth, and characterized by love, because this is God's family. And if we can't love each other here, how are we going to love each other people in the world? Amen? So let's now move to the, oh, sorry, maturing milestones. I'm getting ahead of myself. You know, when you have a baby, we've just seen two absolutely gorgeous, well, a baby and a child, Naomi and Christian. When you have children... There are milestones. Do you remember their first smile? Their first tooth? Their first tottering steps? Their first day at school? Just as it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. We have milestones in our Christian walk with God. And one sign that we're growing is that we're progressing through our milestones. And so a mature Christian is going to be an active member of the church, maybe a house group. They're going to be using their gifts and fulfilling their calling. They're going to be a generous giver, which is over and above their tithes. This is where the child sponsorship scheme could come in for you if you feel God touching your heart. Giving over and above your tithes is a generous giver. Consistent daily time with God in Bible reading, prayer, and just sitting and hearing from God. Standing firm under trials and temptations, producing consistent fruit, and taking no offense but restoring others. It's a beautiful picture. This is the tree planted by the streams, producing its fruit in its season, whose leaf doesn't wither, and whatever they does prosper. This is where we want to be. Amen. Next slide. 
Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch can bear no fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So remember, God wants us to be mature. But the only way to get to maturity is to abide in Christ, to know him and to allow him to change your life. Praise God. Let's have a look at the growing tree next. So this is the growing tree. Leaves are to prepare the tree for fruit, but they mustn't be a permanent state, okay? So it's an important stage in the growth. You have to have leaves because that's how the tree actually survives. But there's a parable, and it's the parable of the barren tree, and there's a landowner that he obviously owns an an orchard, and there's one tree not producing fruit, And the owner says to the gardener, listen, just chop this thing down. I've been waiting two years and there's been no fruit. It's wasting space. Let's dig it up and let's put something in there that's going to grow and produce some fruit. But the gardener said to the master, wait. Give it another year. I will dig round the tree and I will put manure on it. And let's see what it does next year. Now, I really believe that there are people in this church right now, and you're in this stage. You've become a Christian, and you've started to grow, but there's no fruit at the moment. And that's either because you've got too comfortable where you're at, and you just haven't progressed, or things have happened in your life. Maybe sin has come in, and that has stopped you from growing. And I want to encourage you, what you need to do at this stage is you need to get that spade out and you need to start digging. You need to make room for God in your life. You need to dig away the sin, the busyness, the distraction, and you need to give room for God to move in your life. And then you need to fertilize it. You need to put manure on it. Now, manure is just animal dung, and it stinks. But you know what? Life is messy, and God is always in the mess. And mess can make you grow. So what you need to do at this stage is think about, how can I make room for God? And what do I need to do to fertilize so that I can produce fruit next year? Amen? What's really great about this week is we've got training on Wednesday and Thursday and Saturday. So if this is you, you can make room for God and maybe go, I'm not saying you have to go to all three, but maybe think about going to what one of them. If you're not used to coming out midweek, give it a go. Let's hear what God has got to say to you in these meetings. Amen. Okay, next one. It's very quiet. So, take stock. How many years have you been without fruit? Get digging. Go deeper with things of God. And uh, manure, you need a fresh challenge, a fresh fruity challenge from God. Next slide, please. Next one. We've done all this. Dormant. So, remember, there's two reasons why we can be dormant. One is because it's a winter season. It's a time of rest. It's a time to gather yourself that prepares you for the next season. For other people, you're dormant because something has happened in your life. Something has cut you off from the life flow of God. 
But whatever the reason, there's an amazing verse in the book of Job. Now remember, Job lost his family, all of his livestock, and his house. His life was totally devastated by Satan. But it was to test him, and he came good with God. But in Job, chapter 14, verse 7, this is what it says. It says, for there is hope for a tree. If it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that its shoots will not cease. Though its roots grow old in the earth, and its stump die in the soil, yet at the scent of water it will bud And it will put out branches like a young plant. This is God's promise to you guys. If you feel something has happened and you've been cut off from God and you are dormant, you are not growing in the things of God, you just need the scent of water. Now in the Bible, the Holy Spirit is described as water. Well, he's described as many things, but water is one of the things. And it's called the the stream of living water. And that's what you need in your life. You need the Holy Spirit to come and refresh and revive so that you can grow again. Amen? Amen? You can grow again. And this is really, I just feel what God is saying. There are just people here at different stages. Some are dormant, some are just growing, and some need to move on to maturity. Can we have the next one, please? So, if you're a dormant tree, have you been born again? You will not grow unless you come to Christ. Because Christ is the vine, and if you're grafted into the vine, his lifeblood will flow through you and cause growth. Are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? Do you have the empowering of God within your life? Because if not, you're not going to grow. There was a a real word this morning in the first service. I really just had a strong sense that there are people here who have unforgiveness in their life. And that unforgiveness is blocking them from God. Now, it's, it's awful and so painful when you have been sinned against. But unforgiveness does nothing but damage you. And it can cause a root of bitterness to grow. Your unforgiveness is not doing anything to the person that sinned against you. It's all damaging you. And I would really encourage you this morning, if you can think of somebody you have not forgiven, can I encourage you to do so today? Because it will restore your life. It will be a real blessing to your bones and that you will grow again. But it's not easy. You need to really just come and kneel before God and say, I release this person. I forgive them and allow God just to turn your life around, turn it around. Anger. There's people here with real anger issues. At the slightest thing, you just flip the lid. It's not honoring to God. And you're getting angry because you don't trust. You don't see life as God's, from God's point of view. And you need to learn to let go of that anger and allow God's peace to come into your life. Because God 
can take your heart and just completely mold it so that it's gentle, it's loving, and it's soft. And that is what God wants. Addictions. Gambling, pornography, material things, substances. Have any of these taken hold of your life? And they're strangling your roots so that you cannot grow. Again, it's not an easy thing to do. And it's a real lifestyle issue. But today, you can make a decision to move forward with God, to grow again. To have leaves and to have fruit. Church, can I just ask you to stand at this point? And I'll ask the worship team just to come. Elders... Mark, if you have any words, if you want to come and just share. But I just really feel today, it's, it's time to come back to God. If you are suffering with forgiveness, unforgiveness, anger issues, if you have addictions, or if you just have a real desire to love people, to serve God to grow in your gifts. Can I just encourage you just to come forward? Now, it's going to take a step of faith. But you know, if you want to grow, you need to get that spade out. You need to actually start digging. And digging can be coming forward to the front. Now, you might think, what's so special about coming to the front? There's nothing. But it, it takes a step of faith. And faith pleases God. And that's what he wants you to do this morning. Just to come forward. Receive your healing. If you're a dormant tree, you need healing and restoration. If you're a growing tree, you need to do some digging and add some fertilizer. If you're a mature tree, we're not in heaven yet. We're not perfect. There's always room for more growth. So whoever you are here today, just put your hands up. Just receive from God. Yeah, just as Shane was speaking, I just felt like there were some people who, you kind of are growing. And you do want to release some people and to forgive some people. And you are growing and you are doing some right things. But you yourself know that you need to break through a ceiling. I, I just want to ask those people just to, just to slowly and carefully walk forward. If you say to yourself, I'm at a ceiling and, and I want to break through it. You're not admitting that you're backsliding. You're actually wanting to go on to the next stage. Just leave the seat where you're standing right now. You just say, yeah, I just want to break through to my next level. If that's you, just, just felt in my heart. There are some people who are good folks and you just want to go to the next thing. Yeah, God bless you. Yeah, just come, it's fine. Is there anyone else? just saying, you know what? I just want to see that next level in my life. 
just keep coming. And then when Jane was talking about forgiveness, which is a really difficult subject, the Lord just dropped this phrase in my mind. And I was just sitting there thinking, and it's just like the Lord's almost having a conversation with me. Yeah, well done, everyone. Can you imagine if all these people went to the next level, how much transformation would go on? Just lift your hands with me just for a moment. I was just almost, just as Jane just spoke a little bit about forgiveness. Here's the conversation I had with the Lord. It felt like the Lord said, you know, some people have forgiven many times. And you genuinely have forgiven. But it's time to put it to bed. That was actually the phrase the Lord put in my mind. That it's time... Having forgiven and forgiven and forgiven, that you just now say, well, that's over. Can you just, is that a confirmation with you, Nick? That's just over. And, and so, we're not asking you to come to the front to admit that you've got unforgiveness. But that you are on a journey of forgiveness and you want to just put it to bed. Is anybody here that you could just be really brave and say, you know what, somebody's hurt me and I'm putting it to bed. I'm just letting it go. If that's you, be ever so brave and just make your way to the front and, and I'm going to get Jane to pray for you. Is that all right? Yeah, just come. You're just putting it to bed. Is anyone else? Yeah, just come. Just come. You're just saying, this is over now. Oh, look at this. You're just saying, you know what? I have forgiven. I was wronged. But I just want to walk free. Did you hear what Jane said? Prophetically, she said, your lack of forgiveness is not hurting anyone else. It's only hurting you. And those of us who've journeyed on in the Christian life a little bit just know how true that statement is. I'm going to ask everybody at the front if you'll just worship with us for a while. We are going to minister to you. I wonder if all of us could just sing this song as a prayer that Jason leads. And that's how we'll close our service today. We love you so much and we're so glad you came if you're a visiting mom. If you're visiting for the first time, we would, we would, we're just thrilled that you're our guest. Please come back, fill out a connection card. We, we just so want to connect with you. We want to be a family here in Birmingham. We're having fun today. Chocolates, photographs. But just before we do that, let's just do some digging with God. Let's go to that next level. Let's all sing together and then we'll pray.